welcome to the All Talk Show. Today I'm going to be talking to you a little bit about my favourite actresses. Now this has come around for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's been obviously COVID and lockdown and therefore I've watched an awful lot of movies um, and I wanted to comment on some of my favourite people and their performances. And number two, I'm really passionate about theatre and film and for anybody that's listening who also has a passion, it would be wonderful to kind of give you sort of my input and my insight into what I think of certain people's acting, see if you agree um, and maybe give you some variation of things to watch if you'd never thought of seeing their work before. So the first actress I'm going to start with to talk about today is Sally Field. Now Sally Field in my opinion is completely underrated. She is a phenomenal actress, she doesn't get the credit she deserves, she doesn't get the recognition she deserves. What a wonderful, wonderful woman. Um, let's go to some of her works then. So obviously she's probably most famous for Mrs Doubtfire, uh, Forrest Gump, um, Brothers and Sisters, which was a famous drama, TV drama a couple of years ago. Um, superhero fans will recognise her as Aunt May in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Let's just talk a little bit about Sally Field. So what I like about Sally Field the most is that she didn't have the easiest of starts. She uh, really struggled to break into the industry. Uh, her first famous role, notably, was Smokey and the Bandit as Burt Reynolds' kind of sidekick, the runaway bride kind of role. Um, she was an unknown at the time and Burt was a huge star, obviously, in Hollywood. And according to Sally Field in more recent interviews today, she says that that script wasn't a script as such. It was Bert kind of rang her and said, we're going to do a lot of improvisation. The script's not that really there. But we'd love for you to come on board. And Sally obviously thought, well, he's a big name. I need the exposure. Um, so I'm going to do this movie and obviously she fell in love with Burt Reynolds but that's another another story um, but yeah so Sally's first role proper role really was in Smoking the Bandit as the Runway Bride as I've already said brilliant film um, doesn't look dated today in my opinion I still think it's one of Burt Reynolds best um, so if you haven't seen Smoking the Bandit uh, strongly recommend you check that out um, let's go into, oh okay, Mrs Doubtfire. Now this is one that anyone my age, so 20s, 30s, would certainly have grown up with. What an amazing film. 100% um, my favourite movie of Robin Williams. Um, but I thought Sally Field played an extremely good part in this. Her facial expressions, her mannerisms, the way she delivers the lines, very, very good. Serious actress, but with really brilliant comedic timing. I'm sure you've seen it. If you haven't, please start watching it. It's brilliant. Easily one of my favourite Sally Field movies of all time. My favourite film ever, I suppose, ever, 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 has always been Forrest Gump. Sally Field is brilliant, despite the fact that it's Tom's movie. Tom Hanks is obviously Forrest Gump. She is brilliant as the mother, Mrs Gump. Her accent, her believability, the emotional presence she brings to the movie, absolutely phenomenal. Please, 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 if you've never seen Forrest Gump, it has to be your number one movie to see. She's absolutely fantastic in it. 
Let's move on to one of Sally's Oscar-winning roles was in Norma Ray. I believe it came out late 70s, I want to say 79. Brilliant, brilliant film about a female worker fighting for women's rights at the time. Like I said, it was Sally Field's first Oscar. She's brilliant in it, highly recommend that. It's called Norma Ray. It will look a bit dated now, but it's worth a watch for the acting alone. She also did another film called Eye for an Eye, which was a bit of a thriller with um, Kaifa Sutherland, Ed Harris. Really, really good. I won't spoil the plot, but a bit of a thriller. We'll keep you on the edge of your seat. A very different role for Sally. Highly recommend that one. Obviously, anybody that's a Legally Blonde fan will have seen her uh, in Legally Blonde 2. Bit of an evil character. Again, very different for Sally. Not Without My Daughter is an interesting one. It didn't have that much critical acclaim, but it's a brilliant, brilliant film. It's about a lady who's American who has a child to an Israeli man, and he actually captures them in Israel and keeps them captive and won't let them return to America. Really, really, really good film. Say It Isn't So, not brilliant, not one of Sally's best, but it's one that is worth a watch for comedy value, which plays like a bit of the evil stepmom. Steel Magnolias, how can we forget that one? Very late 80s film, a star-studded cast. You've got Dolly Parton, Daryl Hannah, Julia Roberts, Shirley MacLaine. Really, really good film about six women, all from different parts of America, that come together over different things, tragedy, love, comedy, all these different characters from different walks of life. Brilliant, brilliant film. I believe it was a, a very famous stage play before it was made into a movie. Where the Heart Is, kind of catapulting Natalie Portman to fame. Sally Field has got a supporting role in that, check it out. I want to come back to Brothers and Sisters. Now Brothers and Sisters was a very famous um, TV series a couple of years ago. Sally Field was the exec producer on it and plays the main female role. It is absolutely by far the best bit of acting I've ever seen in my life. For, for a drama, it runs for five seasons. If you want to see sheer talent, sheer acting, brilliant drama, please, please, please check it out. It's called Brothers and Sisters. Can't recommend it highly enough. I'm addicted to all five seasons. I've seen them numerous times. My mother isn't a big fan of TV series. And as soon as I showed her episodes one and two, she was hooked. You have to check that one out. And of course, uh, The Amazing Spider-Man. What a brilliant Aunt May she plays. I obviously grew up with the earlier Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire. The Tom Holland ones are okay, but nobody does Aunt May like Sally Field. Again, please check it out. The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 she features in. Really, really good. Sally was more recently, can be more recently seen in Lincoln alongside Daniel Day-Lewis who won the Oscar. Again, very different role for her, but worth checking out if you are indeed a Sally Field fan. I want to move on to another actress now, because I feel like I've talked quite a bit there about Sally Field. Another underrated actress, in my opinion, Winona Ryder. What, again, what a fantastic actress. Recently catapulted to fame again because of the Stranger Things franchise, uh, which has done wonders for her career after what happened in the early 2000s, but we won't go there too much. Again, really, really underrated. If you look at the stuff Winona was bringing out in the 90s, absolutely fantastic. I want to start with The Age of Innocence, a Martin Scorsese picture, her second movie with Daniel Day-Lewis after The Crucible. Really good film, very classic story. Michelle Pfeiffer puts in a good performance as well. Very classical, very old school, but definitely worth a watch. How can we forget her 
uh, character in Alien. I think it was Alien 4. That was a very good performance. Again, she doesn't feature too heavily in the Alien films. It's worth checking out. Autumn in New York is one that not many people have heard of. It was the last film she did um, sort of towards the end of the 90s with Richard Gere. Very sad plot story about terminal illness. But again, for a, for a, a brilliant performance, if you get a chance to watch it. One of my all-time favourite Winona Ryder movies has to be Beetlejuice. I mean, it is just genius. Tim Burton, Catherine O'Hara, Alec Baldwin, Gina Davis, all these well-known people, but what a fantastic film. It actually does remain probably in my top, in my top three Winona Ryder movies of all time. Really, really good. Michael Keaton, nobody plays Beetlejuice like him. Bit of a comedy slash horror slash Halloween kind of film. I'm sure you've heard of it. Highly recommend checking that out. Winona Ryder's very young in it. I think she was 17 at the time. It was her first big major role after Tim Burton saw her in, I think it was Lucas, which was her first ever film. Really, really do check that out. Black Swan, bit of a supporting role in this one. Everyone kind of thinks of Natalie Portman and Mila Kunis for this one, but Winona obviously plays Beth. Um, the kind of messed up person in the ward that's a bit jealous about Natalie Portman's character's kind of role. Again, a very, very good performance put in by Winona. I've already mentioned The Crucible, but I, Crucible, sorry, I already, uh, I teach that, it's on the English curriculum. A very famous play, obviously set in the 1600s about the plague. Some really good performances from Daniel Day-Lewis and Winona Ryder. Please check it out. Destination Wedding is Winona's latest movie. So this is one that she did last year. Not brilliant. She's partnered with Keanu Reeves, who's, they're very good friends in real life, and they obviously did Dracula together, which I'll come on to in a minute. Highly recommend it for an easy watch, but don't expect too much from the actual performance side. The Dilemma, a nice and easy one with Vince Vaughn, Jennifer Connelly about two couples, one of them is cheating on the other and then the best friend kind of finds out. Again, quite an easy watch. Dracula, again, it's on the English curriculum, I teach that. Brilliant, brilliant part. She plays Mina, Gary Oldman's love interest, so Dracula's love interest. Again, very Francis Ford Coppola. Um, do give it a watch. It is one of the versions that people say they prefer. A shame to say Keanu Reeves isn't brilliant in it, but it's well worth a watch for Winona. Probably my second favourite Winona Ryder movie is Edward Scissorhands. Now, there's a couple of reasons for this. It's probably my favourite Johnny Depp movie. Winona plays a blonde character, which is very unusual. She normally plays dark-haired. It's just a brilliant film. I mean, Tim Burton, there's something very special about him. He doesn't make those kind of films now. You know, I've looked at more of his earlier, his, his earlier work compared to his work now. Very, very different. Edward Scissorhands has that kind of innocence about it and the special effects for the time, absolutely outstanding. Obviously catapulted Winona and Johnny to fame and they were obviously together dating around that time. Please check it out. It's a very good Halloween type one, that one. Girl Interrupted. Now, this was one I felt Winona deserved an Oscar for. I believe the Oscar went to Angelina Jolie, who's her co-star in the movie. Absolutely fantastic movie. Really gritty, good drama, set in a women's mental institution. Some brilliant performances from Whoopi Goldberg, Angelina Jolie, and indeed Winona. Really interesting. It's based on a true story um, about... Susanna Kaysen, who was signed into a mental institution at a very young age and believed she was there uh, for all the wrong reasons. 
maybe read the book beforehand but if you want again grit drama really brilliant actually a very um one of the few performances by Brittany murphy before she sadly passed away heathers now this is one that's kind of the original mean girls an 80s film christian slater made it big after this brilliant film set in a high school you've got your three main girls all called heather ironically being really really mean really nasty to winona Ryder's character veronica set in your stereotypical high school but it comes with a bit of a twist when christian but um Slater, sorry, becomes on the scene. Really, really good film. It's, it does look a bit dated, I will warn you, but it's brilliant. It had a bit of a satirical side to it that you just kind of have to see. Lucas, I've mentioned, was Winona's first film. Mermaids was one that she made as a very young girl. Um, it was a very big film in the 90s with Cher, Bob Hoskins, and a very young Christina Ricci. Brilliant, brilliant film. If you just want a typical family drama, some comedy moments, it's a very coming of age film. The soundtrack's fantastic. It obviously features quite a few songs of Cher. Check that one out. And the last one I'm gonna talk about is Stranger Things. I mean, how can I not? I mean, Stranger Things is just fantastic. It's taken off massively. It's got a massive following. We're now on three seasons. I believe the uh, season four is due to commence um, filming again in September after current events. Really, really brilliant series. I'm sure uh, whoever's listening to this, you will have heard of it if not seen it. It is absolutely fantastic. You've got your 80s themes in there. You've got your horror, your thriller aspects. Really, really good. There's some good cultural references in it as well. You'll recognise a lot of things you'll see from other films. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Let's move on to another actress now. Let's move on to Nicole Kidman. Now, Nicole Kidman, I would say, is probably my top three favourite actresses of all time. There's just something very, very special about her. It doesn't matter what's thrown at her. She handles it really well. She can play any role. Let's go to some of her earlier work. So let's talk about... Which one shall I start with? Let's go with Practical Magic. That was quite an early one for her. Uh, late 90s, set around a Halloween theme. Brilliant cast, a very young Sandra Bullock, Nicole Kidman, Stockard Channing and Diane Weist. Um, brilliant, brilliant film, very innocent, very Halloween. You think Hocus Pocus. Um, really easy watch, brilliant film, really funny, um, appropriate for all ages. That's probably one of the first films I actually saw her in. Followed that with some brilliant roles that Nicole's played, from The Others to Moulin Rouge to The Witch, Before I Go to Sleep, Stepford Wives. Absolutely phenomenal actress. And what I really respect about Nicole it's no secret that she kind of catapulted to fame off the back of Tom Cruise's uh, success. I mean, she was virtually an unknown when Tom spotted her in Dead Calm. This was the, her first big movie she did with um, Billy Zane and Sam Neill. Tom Cruise reportedly took a friend to see this movie and said straight away, who is she? I want to meet her, I want to do a film with her. Lo and behold, her and Tom had a meeting. He cast her in Days of Thunder as the doctor to her Cole, the, the uh, race car driver. Made it big. The film wasn't a massive success, but it did wonders to put Nicole into the spotlight. She obviously did two other films with Tom, Far and Away, the, about the Irish couple, and Eyes Wide Shut, which was very controversial. I think you'll remember it was a Stanley Kubrick film, late 90s. Lots and lots of controversy, was banned in a few countries. It was rumoured that it contributed to their divorce. 
um, really, really eye-opener, excuse the pun, <laughs> um, check all those three out. Before I Go to Sleep is a bit of a horror, a bit of a thriller. The book's fantastic. Colin Firth plays the baddie, Mark Strong plays the good guy, and Nicole kind of gets caught up in it all. Definitely worth checking out. Bewitched was an interesting one. I didn't think she'd do that so soon after Practical Magic. She plays a witch in both of them. Very funny, very light-hearted. Michael Caine and Will Ferrell put in good performances. Definitely worth a watch. One film that she did that was a bit strange was one called Birth, and I say strange because the concept and the, um, the sort of narrative was very, very odd. So the premise is that a little boy appears in Nicole Kidman's character's life one day, I think she plays someone called Grace. She comes into her life one day and says, I am your dead husband. And Nicole Kidman's uh, husband had died recently at the time. And he comes back basically and claims he is the reincarnation of her husband. So obviously that poses lots of interesting questions, lots of brilliant emotional performances from Nicole. Be mindful it is very different to what you're ever gonna see, but it is worth a watch. One of Nicole's more recent films, which is very close to my heart, if you haven't seen it, I strongly recommend. One that she did a few years ago was called Boy Erased. Very, very heart-wrenching, very harrowing watch about the brutality of um, how homosexuals were treated and how they needed to be cured and how what they had was a disease. Nicole plays a very southern wife to a preacher played by Russell Crowe. Their son comes out and it's all about how they deal with that and where they send him to get fixed. Um, again, prepare yourself for a very difficult watch. It's based on facts. You do get sort of statistics at the end about what, how that really goes on and where it goes on. But Nicole, I'd say in more recent years, it's her best performance. The book's fantastic as well. Cold Mountain, again, it's, it's an all right watch. You know, you've got some good performances from Renny Zellweger in there, as well as Jude Law. It's sort of a war type one. Not one of the best, but it's worth a watch. Moulin Rouge, I mean, what a film. How she didn't get the Oscar for that is beyond me. I believe she lost out to Sandra Bullock for Miss Congeniality at the time. Brilliant, brilliant film. It's a musical, obviously. Brilliant performances from Jim Broadbent, Hugh McGregor, Kylie Minogue even has a cameo. But Nicole is fantastic as Satine, absolutely brilliant. You know, think dancing, think singing. Nicole did all her own stunts. She did all her own songs. She, uh, I believe she fractured a rib in one of the dance numbers. Absolutely fantastic, a real spectacle of a show. You have to check that one out. The others, probably my favorite horror. She plays obviously a single, well it's not really a single parent. Her husband's gone away to war and just left with the two children. Bit of a twist that I'm not going to spoil for you. If you've got a family, uh, you may have seen Paddington, she plays the enemy in the first one who's after the bear to stuff. The Paperboy was an interesting one. Zac Efron plays a good part in that. She plays like a kind of housewife and a bit of a bunny boiler and kind of goes along with lots of the plots that happens in the story. The Railway Man was when she teamed up again with Colin Firth about the cruelty of the Japanese on the English soldiers. Again, quite a difficult watch. Step for Wives was one that she was obviously very popular for alongside Glenn Close and a couple of other well-known people many years ago. So yeah, on the whole, a brilliant, brilliant actress. I think Nicole has stood the test of time. She's taken on lots of versatile roles and even when her marriage fell apart with Tom, she's managed to sustain, you know, the success and sort of carry it all by herself. Um, 
highly recommend Destroyer as well, one of her more recent ones that she did. Um, I want to now talk about uh, another actress that I admire, Kate Blanchett. One of the best actresses in her generation, I would say. Again, very versatile. Loved her performance in The Curious Case of Benjamin Button alongside Brad Pitt, where you have their, Brad Pitt's lifespan is backwards. So he's born an old man and dies a baby. And Kate Blanchett plays like the girlfriend supporting role. Brilliant, brilliant film, fantastic concepts. Never seen a film like it. For all the LGBTQ people, or people that are interested in that, she played um, Carol in um, a very famous novel by Patricia Highfield. Brilliant, brilliant film. I much preferred the film to the novel um, about a woman who was married to a man with a child and then realises later on that she is gay, pursues a relationship with a woman, and obviously at that time, the time it's set, it's set in the, I want to say the 50s, it was obviously not allowed and it shows you the kind of brutality of what went on with all of that. And again, Kate's very versatile. You think about her roles in the Lord of the Rings movies, to the Ocean film recently, to the House of the Clock in the Walls, quite a magical child type of film. Think of that compared to Veronica Gerwin about the, the journalist, the Irish journalist she played, where she was brutally killed. Absolutely fantastic actress. Julianne Moore, she's she's another one for me that I don't think she gets the recognition. She's done an awful lot of movies, but again, never really gets picked up a lot as you know as good as what she is. That's she's another actress that I think is absolutely fantastic. One to watch out for um, roles such as you know from Jurassic Park Two, The Lost World, from some LGBT movies she's done. She I know she was in Chloe alongside Amanda Seyfried. She did The Kids Are All Right with Annette Benning as an LGBT family. Free Held with Ellen Page. Absolutely fantastic film, again, based on a true story. You've got those kind of roles and you have the kind of horror films that she's done. She, I know she did the remake of Carrie, Psycho. She's, she did one of the Kingsman movies, A Single Man. She's worked with Colin Firth quite a bit. Absolutely fantastic. You know, she's got a, a career as long as anything. Still Alice, she got the Oscar for about the lady with dementia. But if you look at her earlier stuff as well, Benny and June, Nine Months, absolutely fantastic. She's never ever done a bad movie, I truly believe that. She's definitely one to watch The Hunger Games. You know, she's very versatile in what she does. This then takes me to the final person I want to talk about, saving the best for last. My favourite actress of all time. I mean, I have mentioned quite a few to you already. I do love Sally Field, Julianne Moore. I do love Kate Blanchett and Winona Ryder, but my favourite actress of all time has to be Meryl Streep. I just think nobody does it like her. She is the epitome of acting to me. She's the only female actress alive that's won three Oscars. She is, again, a bit like Sally, had a very difficult start in the industry. Uh, people didn't believe in her. Um, she kept being rejected because she wasn't beautiful enough. You know, really had it quite hard, but actually one of the best actresses to have ever graced the earth. I want to sort of go through her filmography in a different order. So I want to start with A Cry in the Dark, a very uh, true story based on the Australian couple whose child went missing with the coyotes. Brilliant, brilliant performance alongside Sam Neill. It's not one of Meryl's bigger roles. It's not one that many people have heard of, but I would strongly recommend checking that out. Lemony Snicket, it's a series of unfortunate events. I mean, again, she's appealing to everybody. She's in a children's film. She plays quite a magical, mystical character in that. 
She plays, I think, the auntie of the two children. August Osage County, in my opinion, should have got an Oscar. She plays a very grumpy, pessimistic, horrible, older woman uh, who heads up this family and all the family come and visit and there's loads of problems between her and her children and her sisters. And she plays it absolutely to perfection. Again, it's a brilliant drama. If you fancy just watching something that's pure acting, pure genius in, in drama, check this one out. An all-star cast, you've got Abigail Breeslin in there, Hugh McGregor, Julia Roberts, Benedict Cumberbatch. All these people come together as one family and Meryl kind of heads up the family and there's lots of underlying problems going on within the family. Highly, highly recommend. She's absolutely phenomenal in that. Um, the Bridges of Madison County, again, you know, absolutely fantastic film, Clint Eastwood. A lot of people will know her for that in the 80s, a very, very popular film. Death Becomes Her, a little bit of a spoof. Uh, brilliant supporting acts from Bruce Willis. Absolutely fantastic, highly recommend that one. A bit different, but again, it's, it's one to kind of watch and not, not take too seriously as well. The Devil Wears Prada is probably my all-time favourite Meryl film. I just think her portrayal of Miranda Priestly is genius. You know, you've got your Anne Hathaway and your Emily Blunt playing the secretaries, and you've got her, think, Corella Deville meets, I don't know, Sunset Boulevard, the, the lead lady from there. You know, absolutely fantastic. It's, like I say, it's my all-time favourite Meryl film. I think she plays it amazingly. Absolutely brilliant, you need to check that one out. Doubt was an interesting one where she plays a nun alongside Philip Seymour Hoffman and Amy Adams. Didn't make massive box office success, but again, a very interesting watch to see what kind of went on at that time. First Do No Harm is one that not many people have heard of where she plays the mother of a child with, I think he has epilepsy, and it's all about how he can cope with that, and he's on the brink of dying, and she's got to find a cure. Again, quite emotional. Holocaust was a series Meryl started out in in the 80s. Brilliant, absolutely fantastic, very harrowing, obviously all about um, the Jews and Holocaust and Germany. Very long, it's a series, so I recommend watching over a period of time. The acting is second to none. Meryl's very, very young in it. Hope Springs was one she did with Tommy Lee Cooper, Tommy Lee Jones, sorry, uh, about a couple that are on the brink of divorce and it's all about saving their marriage and they're, they're you know they've grown all together they've grown apart he's doing his thing she's doing hers it's quite funny in parts i really recommend it the hours is what i'm excited to talk to you about because it actually brings together meryl street julianne moore and nicole kidman nicole kidman got the oscar fantastic about the life of virginia wolf and all three women play all three different parts, Mrs. Dalloway, Virginia Woolf and somebody else and it all comes together as one story. The book is brilliant as well. The House of the Spirits was controversial. I believe it was banned in America. Some very sensitive subject matters in there, set in the war time, um, but lots of sexual abuse is shown in it. Very, very, very big cast in that. You've got Glenn Close, you've got Winona Ryder, Antonio Banderas, Meryl Streep, Jeremy Irons, Vanessa Redgrave, all about this family and the dad it kind of bans certain things and things go on behind closed doors, shall we say. Into the Woods was Meryl's first, one of Meryl's first musicals alongside Mamma Mia. Again, brilliant cast, James Corden, Emily Blunt, Johnny Depp, 
some really, really, and a frail, really, really good performance. It's brilliant, don't take it too seriously. Meryl is brilliant as a witch. Again, she's got that fantastical sort of childlike side to her. The Iron Lady, now this was one that I was really impressed with. It was her third Oscar win. Bearing in mind, Meryl is not British. She had to obviously learn the mannerisms, the research, everything about Margaret Thatcher to play the British Prime Minister, when this isn't even your own country, I think is absolutely fantastic. Her portrayal, her voice, her mannerisms, the way she looks, everything about it was absolutely spot on. She really deserved the Oscar. It's Complicated was again a bit of a rom-com she did with Alec Baldwin and Steve Martin. An easy watch, not one of the best, but an easy watch. Kramer versus Kramer was her second Oscar. Obviously she got the first Oscar with Sophie's Choice. Brilliant film. Dustin Hoffman is equally as good, where they go through the battle to um, save their son. They go through a divorce. I think she ends up walking out, and it's all about who the son's going to live with. Again, real acting, brilliant grit, fantastic drama. It is. It does look a bit dated now. It came out in '79, but I highly recommend Mamma Mia. Who's not heard of Mamma Mia? I mean, the show is brilliant. Meryl is fantastic. I think she had to dance, sing, and act for this movie, and she did it twice over with um, Here We Go Again and the original Mamma Mia. Brilliant. Meryl reportedly took the role after seeing the show in on Broadway, I believe. She met the cast, and she was automatically signed up to play Donna. Really, really good. Really good fun, fun-loving, easygoing, happy. Think, think, you know, literally like musical galore, brilliant. Marvin's Room, again, a good drama. Not many people have heard of it. She's starring alongside Robert De Niro, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Diane Keaton. Again, about a broken family. Meryl and Diane Keaton are sisters in it, which marks their second movie, actually. They did a film called Manhattan Together in 78 for um, Woody Allen. Really, really good film about two sisters that have grown apart. One stayed at home, took after the sick father, one went off and had a career. There's lots of family problems, dramas. Really, really good watch. Mary Poppins Returns. Meryl obviously played Topsy in the film. Uh, I actually think she had the hardest part because she had to learn a bit of Russian. She had to sing, dance and act. Brilliant movie. Again, you know, it's Mary Poppins. It's childlike. It's fun. It's fantasy. Out of Africa. She did with Robert Redford, brilliant film, very successful in the 80s. Plenty was one that not many people heard of alongside Ian McKellen. Really good film. The Post she did with Tom Hanks. It's not one of her best films, but it's a really interesting concept of what goes on in journalism behind the scenes. Postcards from the Edge, absolutely hilarious. Shirley MacLaine plays Meryl Streep's mother. Again, not one of Meryl's well-known ones. Highly recommend a watch. It's worth it just for comedy value. And again, the exploration between a mother and daughter relationship. Prime was another comedy she did alongside, like Hope Springs was a comedy. Really funny premise of a story. She plays a therapist, I think it's a sex therapist actually, and she's counselling Uma Thurman, who happens to be seeing Meryl Streep's son. So when Uma Thurman comes in and is complaining about her lover and why she's not satisfied and what she can do better, it's actually Meryl Streep's son. Watch out for that one, really easy watch, really, really good. Ricky and the Flash. A very different role for Meryl. She plays a bit of a rock goddess. Um, she's got the dreadlock, she's got the guitar, she's got the tattoos. She doesn't take herself too seriously. She's trying to make it in a band. 
really good film, highly recommend that one. It's very different to anything else she's done before, but again, it's definitely worth a watch. The River Wild, now this was one I thought Kevin Bacon stole the show. He plays the baddie. Meryl is on a family holiday with husband and uh, son. They're on a boating trip. Meryl's a whiz at, you know, kayaking. They go on this holiday. They meet Kevin Bacon and co, who are the baddies, and it kind of bit of a thriller from there. It's like a chase against time. Silkwood, uh, Meryl's first film was Cher. Mamma Mia, here we go again, being the second film with Cher. Really, really good storyline. Very similar to Erin Brockovich, if you've seen that, in terms of the true story and the chemicals. Uh, a woman is puts herself at risk of cancer because of the job that she's working in. There's a bit of an LGBT storyline going on. And finally, Sophie's Choice, Meryl's first Oscar. Well, very well deserved. Another one where she um, it's set in the Holocaust. She's playing the Jew. Really, really fantastic performance. Catapulted her to fame. I really hope you've enjoyed listening to some of my favourite actresses and I hope that either you did know of them and you've been inspired to watch more of their stuff or if you haven't heard of them or you've heard of them and never actually ventured into watching their things, I hope I've inspired you to check a variety of their work. I do believe them to be the best actresses around even though obviously we're having, we've got new actors now, new actresses. I do still think you can't beat the old ones. And I hope you've really enjoyed listening to my views and my insights and my opinions when it comes to actresses and what films they were the best in. I hope you've enjoyed. Stay tuned and I'll be back for more All Talk shows in the future. Take care.